debate, a formal discussion on a particular topic in a public meeting or legislative assembly in which opposing arguments are put forward. This is the definition of a debate. And a debate was what I wanted to see last night. But what we got on September 29th was not a debate. Now, we all know this is presidential election season. Debates are a tradition. I enjoy watching the debates. To me, a debate should be a place where I get to hear what each person has to offer and for them to give me a reason to give them my vote. It's as simple as that. Not a complicated topic, not something that's impossible. Now, over the years, I've heard lots of presidential debates, some of them good, some of them disorganized. Well, last night took the cake. I have never seen anything like that. Now, the topic of this podcast is my story. So since this is my story, this is my view on what I saw last night. Instead of a debate, I saw a bully who spent the evening interrupting, cutting in, demeaning, saying random things, and never really coming up with a plan. I saw another person desperately trying to hold on to the conversation, trying to make points, trying to get his point across, and actually making sense. It's easy to figure out which one I want, but I know I'm not the only one that has an opinion. So let me just kind of go through a little bit of what happened. There is so much happening in the world right now, in particularly in the United States of America. We have a COVID pandemic. Over 205,000 people have died. Millions more have sickened. We have racism in the streets, stemming from racial a racial past that has never been fully discussed or even acknowledged by the United States. We have climate change. California is burning. So many states are on fire. And we have white supremacists who have taken to the street calling themselves militias, fully loaded and fully armed, and yet walking freely as black men and women unarmed are beaten and killed in the streets. So this is what I heard last night. When I heard COVID-19, I heard and I realized that right now with our current president, there is no plan. Generally speaking, he had the knowledge of it. He knew how serious it was, and yet he did not inform the people he lied to us and told us it was like the flu. It would magically go away. 
Well, it didn't. He knew it was airborne and knew a long time ago that mask, wearing a simple cloth face covering could help slow the spread. But what does he do? He still won't say masks are important. He still puts thousands upon thousands of his followers in jeopardy by allowing them to come to packed rallies, stand shoulder to shoulder, screaming with no mask. He said the reason he has the packed rallies is because no one wants to see Biden. Well, I think the reason he has the packed rallies is to feed his own ego. But they, those poor people don't realize their lives are in jeopardy. He said that there have been no problems with people getting sick as his rallies. Does he remember Herman Cain, a black man and Trump supporter that went to the first rally and is now dead from COVID-19? He's been fussing about Obamacare since before he was president. Well, in the middle of a pandemic, when people actually need health care, our administrator has a case going through the Supreme Court trying to strip away and stop it. What kind of leader is that? And when it comes to racism, he can't even speak the word racism. You ask him about racism, he talks about law and order. Well, let me tell you what I think every time I hear the words law and order. Okay, first, I think of the TV show. Great show. But that's not what he means. His idea of law and order is to quell peaceful protests by calling them un-American and allowing the military and his goons and thugs to come in and stop them. His idea of law and order violates freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. His idea of law and order violates our civil rights and the Constitution of the United States of America. And when it comes down to white supremacy, that's when it really gets good. You see, I always knew that he was on the side of the white supremacists since Charlottesville with the very fine people comment that he made. But now, last night, he made it crystal clear that not only is he on their side, he's calling them to arms. When asked directly if he would condemn white supremacy, his quote was, proud boys, stand back and stand by. Now, all of us know stand by means stand by for orders. And the proud boys, those white supremacists, hoodlums, thugs, and terrorists who think they're going to get the upper hand, they are celebrating all over the land. They are cheering that their famous leader is going to one day give them the marching orders to go forth and to start the civil race war that they have been wanting for so long. And that's a real possibility if 
we allowed this man to have his way. You see, one of the things that I've always loved about America was the fact that no matter how much we disagree, every time there was a new president, it was a peaceful transition of power, always. Even if it was someone that you personally thought was a horrible president, it didn't matter. It was a peaceful transition. When President Obama was about to leave office, he invited the Trumps to come in. Not only did he have them in for just an afternoon of fellowship, but to make sure that they had all the access that the president needs to, to the briefings and the information they need to receive to properly lead this nation. Trump has already stated that if he loses the election, he has decided in his mind that it was all part of a scam, that it was stolen from him, and that he will wait and see whether he will allow the election to stand. He's even floating the idea of not having an election, just continuing on with him for, oh, I guess as long as he feels like it. Well, considering the fact that the Republicans spend more time talking about patriotism and talking about how proud and happy they are to be the United States citizens, they are currently embracing the ideology and the practice of a man who wants to be a dictator. So where do we stand? What do we, the people, do as we watch our country? As Trump would say, our beautiful democracy, our beautiful country, fall into the hands of a madman who cares only about himself. A man who will say and do anything he can to distract from having to do his job. One thing was crystal clear last night in that debate was the fact that Trump doesn't have a clue and he doesn't have a plan. If he did, he would have put it in place in these four years. If he had a way of getting things together and getting them straight, he would have done it. But he's not trying to bring anyone together. When he first became president, I wrote a statement that was published in the newspaper and it was called President Trump, the President of All Americans. In that statement, I outlined that he was supposed to be the president of everyone, not just the rich kid going to Harvard, but the poor kid that'll never get there. Not only the rich woman that's selling jewels and buying jewels in New York, but the poor woman who's an immigrant who's cleaning the floors at night. He is the president of the United States of America. And since he's been president, they have become less united than ever before since the Civil War. I almost feel afraid, but then I don't. Because what we are witnessing 
is not just a decline of America, but a part of spiritual warfare. As you read and study the book of Revelation, you look at what's happening now and you see that we're coming up on the end times. We see that Satan has loosed all of his minions here on earth. And as the Bible says, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and power in high places. And that is what we are wrestling against now. Principalities and power in high places. So what do we do? We vote. We contact our senators. Last week, I said contact them about demanding a new Supreme Court justice be appointed after January. Right now, we need to contact them to demand that they follow the rules of the Constitution and make sure that the election stands the way it is. That whoever the winner is will be the winner and that we will have a peaceful transition of power. Joe Biden made that promise last night. He made a promise that I never thought any man who wanted to be president would have to make because we thought it was automatic. At least we did until Donald Trump. Only history will decide what they say about Donald Trump. But since I'm writing my own history, it's my belief that he will go down in history as the worst president in the United States of America. And if we are not careful, he will go down in the history as the president who destroyed the democracy and the democratic republic of the United States of America. The choice is simple. It's time to vote. It's time to vote like our lives depended on it because our lives and our very nation depends upon how we vote. Okay, that's it for this week. Hit me up in the comments or contact me by my website if you have something to say. I'm always listening and willing to hear a different point of view. So have a great week, everyone. And don't forget, early voting is going on now. Make a voting plan and go vote.